I mean, really, my first major uh, cassette tape that I got was born in the USA. <laughs> I, I got it in my stocking for Christmas. It's what I wanted um, in 84. And, and then that, that was it. But then, you know, so, so I love Bruce as, as an, a seven or eight year old. And then a couple of years go by. And when you're a child, a couple of years is a long time. And then Tunnel of Love comes out and it was so different from Born in the USA. I still loved the hits that came off of it, but I didn't quite understand what the album was about. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and joining me tonight is another of sports um, announcers and sports reporters joining me, but I am so happy it isn't a middle-aged white guy. (laughs) It's a middle-aged white girl. (laughs) Jamie Say, welcome to the podcast. Jesse, it's so nice to be with you. Thank you. Uh, this is my first Bruce podcast, but it's it's an honor to be talking to you and talking about Bruce and the E Street Band. Well, I am I am looking forward to just talking about your journey. I do think it's funny. I've had multiple people say that, you know, if you're if especially in the Northeast, man, if you're yeah. a sports writer, you 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 can almost count on your byline you're going to be a Springsteen uh, fan. You know, it's it's funny how it works out that way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I grew up in the Northeast. I work down in Florida now in Orlando. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's crazy how many um, sports writers and sports journalists love Bruce Springsteen, especially obviously from the Northeast. I yeah. mean, you know, I, but but you meet people from all over who love him. But yeah, sports writers from the Northeast, we uh, and journalists. All of Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why that is, but. Well, I, I love it. And I, and I, I think it's great. And yeah, I've, I've been lucky enough, Jamie, to have people from all over the world join me. And it's yeah, just cool. amazing, you know, to throw in the sports analysis. I was talking to someone recently about differences, you know, and I said that um, it is hilarious how many um, giants and jets and, and, eagle fans were like i can't believe i'm friends with a cowboy fan and i go springsteen overrides everything else right everything everything else for sure you know um i am a huge new york yankees fan and one of the my favorite shows was when he played fenway park sure in boston i loved going over there and, you know, mm-hmm. thinking about it, maybe one of the reasons why sports journalists love Springsteen so much is because there's so much, you know, at the core of it, we are journalists. Yeah. We try and uh, write, you know, write, report real stories. And he is, his writing, his songwriting is just so honest and, and real. You know, maybe that's what it is. Or maybe the fact that he's such a good traveling companion when you go out on the road, um, you know, Bruce is so great to take with you Um, that might be it too I'm not really sure but that's kind of what it is what it is for me I think I think so all right um so tell us a little about yourself before we kick into uh your musical journey sounds good um yeah no I I am a child of the 80s um I'm in my mid-40s uh I'm a sports reporter for a tv station in Orlando Florida at the CBS affiliate in Orlando um I've been a sports reporter and sports anchor for since I graduated college in like 1998, I went to Syracuse. I'm really an upstate New Yorker. I was okay. born in Albany, grew up there and uh, went to Syracuse. And then the first 12 years of my sports reporting career, I worked in upstate New York. Um, and then I moved down um, because I got a job here in Orlando 
uh, in 2010, and I've been down here in Florida ever since. Uh, I am a huge sports fan, was a big time sports fan growing up. Um, and I also love music too. Um, I'm a fan of pop culture and all that stuff. Um, and really, that's all that's that's all there is to tell about me. Um, you well, know, I've really been married to my career and yeah. I've really enjoyed it. Um, well, yeah. that, that's a lot. Um, my son wanted to ask, what's the difference between a sports director and a sports anchor? Well, the sports director is a sports anchor. Yes, uh, that's what I thought. But. Yeah, so a sports director is the sports anchor. It just means that I, I kind of coordinate all of our coverage. You know, okay. um, we have a team of three sports anchors slash reporters at my okay. station, and I coordinate our coverage. Um, okay. That means I'm kind of the the uh, the anchor that uh, does Monday through Friday. Although my my schedule is Tuesday through Saturday because we do a Saturday night sports show, but I'm the one on the anchor desk most of the time. Um, but, but really what it, what it is, I coordinate our coverage. I figure out how we're going to do things, what we're going to do, stuff like that. So why a Saturday night show? Cause Dallas, they're all, they do the Sunday night show. You know, this was just something from upstairs from my boss. He wanted to do a Saturday, but also, you know, here in Florida, I mean, Dallas, it makes sense for Sunday, right? Because yeah. you guys are in incredible sports city. Orlando is a great sports city in a fabulous sports state. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the number one sport in Florida is college football. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense for us on oh, Saturday. Okay. Yeah. That does um, make a lot of sense. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of why, um, you know, we, we do, we travel with the Florida Gators from time to time with the UCF Knights. UCF is in Orlando okay. and they're an up, up and coming college football team. We've done a lot with them cover Florida State, Miami Hurricane. So so that's why we do Saturday uh, oh, in, instead of Sunday. That makes a lot of sense. You know, yeah. I grew up in Louisiana. And um, so it, my dad was in the Army. We moved around a lot. But by the time uh -huh. I settled into high school, I was in um, Louisiana. And uh -huh. so when I moved to Dallas, this whole, like in Louisiana, there's really only one university. It's LSU. I mean, right. there's all these others, but... <laughs> You know, I mean, my favorite joke is half of the LSU fans didn't graduate from high school, much less <laughs> LSU. I you gotcha. Know? And I gotcha. So, so when I moved to Dallas, it was this this whole UT and AM and Baylor's and Texas Tech, this whole, you know, at the time mm -hmm. it was Southwest Conference rivalry. And then when you think about it, I, I imagine, I mean, Florida has to be. I mean, just you don't just have one oh, major no. school. You have made tons of major football. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a lot of fun. I mean, the Florida Gators are the most popular football team in the state, no question. Okay. Um, you know, and then I would go with Miami Dolphins, uh, Buccaneers, Florida State Seminoles next. Okay. Um, some somewhere there. Um, but but like UCF is on the rise. Florida State a couple of years ago when they were that national championship team yeah. under Bobby Bowden, it was right up there. They've had some tough times. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's fun. And then South Florida is definitely Miami hurricane country. Yeah, for sure. South Florida. Sure. Um, you know, the Florida Gators just kind of canvassed the entire state. But, you know, makes sense. UCF has really taken over, uh, you know, our region, the Orlando, the yeah. Orlando area, because it's it's you know, won some really big games. Yeah. So it's fun. And so was it a lot of fun having Brady and, and he's coming back? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's, I mean, like, you know, you, you go from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Jameis Winston. Now Jameis was interesting to follow because he was a Florida state Seminole yeah. and you know, there were always storylines with him, but it was a losing franchise for so long. And then all of a sudden the greatest, most successful football player of all time comes and signs with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Yeah, and boom, you know, Super Bowl year one. And you know, they, they contended in year two and then he's coming back for year three and they're, you know, one of the favorites in the NFC. Like it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. <laughs> the rise in popularity, uh, you know, 
of Buccaneer fans because of people who love Tom Brady or yeah. just kind of the resurgence of Buccaneers fans. Because, sure. you know, the, the NFL teams down here in Florida have gone through some tough times. Right. You know, it's been a long time since the Dolphins, you know, really contended for the East and the Jaguars have been downtrodden for yes. downtrodden for much of this this century you know they've had a yeah. couple of good spots and the buccaneers you know after they won that super bowl with warren Sapp and company i mean it was just year after year of really tough season so now it's like oh my gosh tom brady's here it's awesome i mean yeah. it's awesome and then and then the fact that the only thing that was a bummer was the fact that you know covid impacted that sure. super bowl so much yeah, that um, that is sad. Yeah. You know, I I and I promise listeners we're going to get to music in just a moment. Um I I'm a big um I do I I'm a big fan of the sports radio and and I'm in Dallas so I listen to the ticket awesome. and they talk a lot about, you know, that to them right just having something to talk about is amazing, right? Like they were talking yeah. today about the Dallas mayor, like, oh, Dallas is big enough to have two pro teams. I saw and, that. Yeah. yeah. That's and they're first off, Jerry would never allow that, right? Like, <laughs> no. no way Jerry Jones no. is going to allow that. But they start talking about it. How fun, which training camp would we go to? Would we do a pre and post game if it was the Dallas Jaguars? You know, and they just, yeah. they had this all this fun about, like, let's make this happen just for us. So, yeah. yeah. You know, they're, they're looking at New York and LA. Yeah. And I, I mean, yeah. Um, and, and I mean, right now with LA, it's, it's just kind of beginning that they have two teams. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, Texas just keeps growing and yeah. But but yeah, Jerry would never let that fly. I I don't I don't know about another pro team because I I'd assume I'm sure the Houston Texans have a a major fan base in Houston. Oh yeah, they do. But it, it yeah, but it's got to yeah. be completely cowboy country. The rest of the it I is say. despite 26 years of mediocrity. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> Yeah, but just, I mean, all around this country, there are Cowboy fans. I mean, because, like, if you look at the makeup of our station, yeah. I would say, you know, the people that I work with, um, we are all different. We've got Patriot fans. We've got one Bills fan, which is me. Yeah. We've got one Jags fan, a few Buccaneers fans, and then we have Dallas fans. Oh, how funny. You know, so yeah. it's just Cowboy fans are all over the place. Like, in New York State, Dallas fans, you know? I mean, the the folks that you know the people that were you know kids or teenagers yeah. in the 70s and then during those 90s dynasty the 90s yeah. dynasty yeah it, it was fun when we were figuring out a day and you had said hey monday so my day is off and i was like you really <laughs> want to spend your day off talking bruce and you said yeah so we were going to do last monday and it was so great because i went well, I'm probably going to watch the Mavs break my heart. And you immediately, oh, is it Luca playing? You know, so it was <laughs> nice to have that shorthand. Of uh, course. So, yeah. Um, he's, he's something special. Yes. Yeah. That's. He, he's amazing. He's fun to watch. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, I, I've got, I'm not a Mavs fan, but yeah. he's fun to watch. You know, I mean, like, I'm not a I love the NBA. I right. can't really root. I do pull for the Orlando Magic because sure. it's our team. Yeah, you know? you've got to. Um, and like, we're just hoping here in Central Florida that a Luca comes along yeah. for the Orlando Magic. Or, you know, I mean, because he was a can't miss, really. Yeah, and yeah. then and then what was amazing is he was better than we thought he was going to be. All right, yes. he's just been amazing. So right. yeah, it's been fun. Um, so, okay. Thanks. That was our little sports catch up. Okay. Thank you, Jamie. <laughs> I always like to start at the beginning. Tell me you grew up on, you said Northern, uh, upper New York. Yeah. What kind of music did your family listen to? What were your musical roots? Okay. So, you know, I would say, you know, probably pop music, top 40. I, I again, I'm a child of the eighties. I was born in 76. Um, so I am of the MTV generation. Uh, my parents, you know, we would listen to whatever top 40 was on the car radio or on the clock radio when they would get up in the morning. Um, you know, my dad had a stereo. He had a huge record collection, Bob Dylan, the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, but also some Kenny Rogers there in there, some Glenn Campbell. Yes. Um, 
you know, he had some eight tracks. Uh, I remember he had the back in black eight track too, but, um, you know, just basically whatever was on the radio from year to year to year, that's mm -hmm. what, uh, we would listen to as a family for sure, you know, pop music and everything. And then, you know, once you kind of establish your identity as a kid, you know, by the time you're, Gosh, I think, you know, I think I probably was buying my first cassette tapes, you know, when I was seven or eight years old, when you're mm -hmm. starting, when Michael Jackson came out with Thriller, you yeah. know, everybody went out and got that. But I mean, really, my first major uh, cassette tape that I got was Born in the USA. <laughs> yeah, I, I got it in my stocking for Christmas. It's what I wanted. Um, in 84. And, the, and then that, that was it. Um, but then, I, you know, so, so I love Bruce as, as an, a seven or eight year old. Right. Um, and then, you know, a couple of years go by and when you're a child, a couple of years is a long time. And then tunnel of love comes out and it was so different from born in the USA. I still loved the hits that came off of it, but I didn't quite understand what the album was about when I was, you know, nine or 10 years old. But anyway, as a teenager, I, I became more interested in classic rock. I loved Pink Floyd, um, British Invasion, big time. Um, my first concert was the Kinks, <laughs> um, Led Zeppelin, the Beatles, Rolling Stones, Eric Clapton. Um, so that's what I listened to a lot in high school. And then college is a lot of alternative. And then um, really just kind of, rediscovered bruce so um, I, I was gonna ask sure. you that yeah i was gonna ask you that jamie first off you know um i i, I love that you kind of went off in your own way um I, we've talked a lot about this on the podcast that um most people have to have their heart broken a few times before <laughs> they get tunnel of love yeah right or have been married for a long time yeah uh so how did you rediscover Bruce and what about him spoke to you? What did you go? Oh, I remember my old friend well, or. Yeah. You know, I mean, the born in the USA album was always very special to me. Sure. I mean, I, you know, I, it was, it was my favorite cassette, you know, throughout the eighties for sure. And it always meant so much. And then tunnel of love came out and I loved the title track brilliant disguise one step up but i didn't buy the buy the tape um but it was funny i was in college in the mid 90s and i was actually out on a date with a boy i really liked and we went and saw shawshank redemption <laughs> and on the way back we're in his car and brilliant disguise comes on the radio this was like 1994 and um you know it was such a a good date good good time and that song comes on and you're just, you're just totally in the moment. I'm like, gosh, I love this song. What a great song. I, I can't believe I haven't listened to Bruce in so long. So that became my favorite Bruce song, Brilliant Disguise. And then, um, you know, he came out with, uh, I, I did like Human Touch when he came out, but I didn't buy the album. Um, but it wasn't until it, it wasn't really until, you know, like a decade or so later when I finally saw my first Springsteen concert okay. and I didn't go to a ton of concerts uh, in college because I didn't have any money. And then when you get your first job in broadcasting, you don't have any money at all. Yes. And you're focused on work. So I really didn't really didn't go to many, many concerts at all. Right. And then uh, I saw Springsteen on the Seeger Sessions tour. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It was an outdoor venue. Was that your first but show? It was my first show. Okay. It was a Seeger Sessions show. I was like, okay, I finally seen Bruce. This is cool. It's not, you know, it's, it's not, not the E Street Band, but it's yes. not the E Street Band. Um, and and of course, I love the Rising, and I love what the Rising was about. Yeah. Um, you know, just living in New York at the time, not in New York City, but living in the state. Sure. But anyway. But finally, I was working in Albany and Springsteen was coming to play at the arena there. I'm like, I have to go see Springsteen. And a friend of mine was friends with 
the GM of the arena. So we got incredible seats. And it, by song number one or two, that was it. It was 2009 and, and that was it. That was it for me. It was like, oh my gosh, look what I've been missing. I can't believe I've been missing this. So then after that show in Albany. So hang on, I wanna just, yeah. just that's what's hilarious or, or what touches me is um, real quick, because my listeners yeah. have heard the stories a lot, but right. Like I, I remember, like I, I was born in 59. So I graduated high school in 77. So, you know, I, I vaguely, I mean, I remember the river and hungry heart. I like everyone else born in the USA, you know, ton of love. I bought the box set, but I was never a crazy fan. Um, and then the rising happened and that, that, appearance on that Friday night where they did my city of ruins, you know? Yes. And then you're like, Oh my goodness. So my first show was a rising show in 2002. And I said, I think there's two kinds of people, Jamie, the people that go to their first East street show and go, boy, that was long. And then the (laughs) others that say, Oh my goodness, what have I been missing? And just like when your football team misses an extra point. They feels like they chase that the whole game, even though they shouldn't, but you know, it is, I feel like someone like yourself and I who didn't see Bruce till like the two thousands, we're, we're, we're chasing. We're like, I have to make up all these shows. I didn't get to see. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like four days later after that Albany show, I got tickets off StubHub to go to Washington, D.C. to see it because like that was the one of the next places he was playing. I'm like, I said to my friend, hey, you want to go to D.C.? Um, Okay, so we went to Washington, D.C. And then that tour, it was the it was the working on a dream tour. You know, I saw him like, I think, five times or six times or something like that. Yeah. After all that. And it was unbelievable. And then the other thing that was big, too was the fact that there's E Street Radio on Sirius XM. Yes. Um, I, I had let my Sirius, my XM subscription run out. Yeah. Um, because I, I got it like in the, when it was first coming around. So I had this old XM transmitter or whatever, what, whatever it's called, whatever the technology is called. So I let the subscription run out. Then I hear, oh, the, there's an E Street channel. So I just turn on turn it back on to get the phone number to resubscribe yeah. turns out it never shut off <laughs> so so i i get it to channel 20 on east street radio and i have free xm for however many years yeah. i had that car so like that was another big thing too because it delves you know into everything it plays sure. everything so so that was it. it was 2009 and you know it's been that's so, been it. I always like to preface this. You've kind of shared already that um, the amount of times you've seen Bruce perform live is no way a fair barometer of how big of a fan you are. Uh, similar to like there are people that have never gone to a pro football game or a, or, or a college game in person, but are massive, you know, bleed the colors. Do you tr- have you counted the amount of times you've seen him live? Like, I think it's 27 or 28 now. Okay. It's, it's, it's one of, one of the two. Cause sometimes like I might double count one sure, <laughs> when I'm counting sure. on my hands or I f- might forget one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I think 27 or 28 times I've seen him now. So, so which is nowhere near like the yeah. 200. That, no. Yeah. I that, know but, that some of them are. Um, yeah. It's funny too. Cause I'll have people from other, like, in June, I'm planning to do a whole series of episodes with po- other music podcasts. So I like, I had some, I had a, just a wonderful old friends. They've known each other since the third grade that are Daryl Hall and John Oates fans. Yeah. And they do a Daryl mm-hmm. Hall and John Oates podcast. And they were like, really, there's been people that have seen him over a hundred times. I was like, trust me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there, there are. <laughs> anyway. Because, uh, because yeah. every show is different. 
it is. And that's what I was explaining yeah. to him. So uh, there is a wonderful website, especially you being into sports. Uh, my Boss Time. I don't know if you've heard okay. of it. But if you go I'll to My Boss down. Time, you can create a free account. And then it has every show he's ever performed. And so when you select it, it behind the scenes will tell you, here are your most heard songs. Here are your most recent. <laughs> here are the, these were personal premieres for you these were, I love it yeah so you it, it is a rabbit hole that you will go oh yes um my All friend right. who loves Dylan said I wish someone would do this for Dylan for that very same reason <laughs> um do you have you gone back and explored all the past albums or um yeah yeah i mean for the mo- now i have um you know there are some that i'm missing i don't have the magic album yeah not because i don't want to have get it but um because i can listen to it on sure. because e street radio plays it but yeah i mean yeah. i've got um yeah i've got most of them i don't have yeah i think you know what i think magic and the seeger sessions devils and dust yeah uh goes to tom joad i don't have those um but everything else i i have but yeah so like so yeah um that first year that 2009 boom you know went right back into it yeah um with you know when when i knew born in the usa by heart but then you know then it was just like okay let's revisit born to run um, you know, I knew the hits that came off of it, Born to Run, 10th yeah. Avenue Fuse Out, Thunder Road, Badlands. Sure. I'm, I'm sorry, Badlands isn't isn't uh, Born to Run. But, yeah. um, but those songs. So let's go back and revisit it. And it's just like, OK, yeah. um, fell in love with the song Night. Obviously, Jungle Land's amazing. Backstreets. And then, you know, I got the live album, 1975 um to 85 and then darkness on the edge of town and then greetings and then river double album so um you know the wild the innocent i got yeah i got them all and then mtv plugged in all of that stuff yeah so um and just each each time i would listen especially to the old stuff it would blow my mind (laughs) you know just i mean darkness on the edge of town i think is my favorite Mm -hmm. album um but uh yeah, so I, I went right back into it. And then, you know, The Rising is such a special album, too. Yeah. Um, you know, because of the subject and everything. So, Jamie, did did you get a chance to see him on Broadway? Yeah, I did. Actually, um, I, I've seen him. I've seen his Broadway show three times. Oh, and, tell uh, me. <laughs> okay. So, so yeah. So, and, and each time was awesome. Um, so the first time you know, you got the lottery and, and you just hoped, you hoped your number was going to be picked to get to go see the show. Right. Right. You know, that first, that first time. So I picked a day and, um, you know, I think it was like a month and a half into it and I got right in there and I ended up being able to get front row seats to it. So it was unbelievable. Like I felt like there was some heavenly interference or something like okay, that like sure. somebody was on upstairs was on my side so i wasn't i wasn't center orchestra but i was i was off to the left and the front row and it was just amazing and then you know he announced that he'd extend his show into the summer mm-hmm. so i got cheaper seats but i was like i gotta go back but this time my friend and i um went in and i'm like let's wait outside. So we waited outside four hours before the show so I could get his autograph. Okay. So I, so I got a born to run album autograph. So that was show number two. And then, um, then I just saw him again last summer because he revived it to help revive Broadway. And it had been so long since I had seen him. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to be, I was back home visiting family anyway. I'm like, all right, I'm going to be in New York state anyway. Let's make it happen. So then I, I went for a third time and just to get my Bruce fix. And it's just awesome. Did just you awesome. have, did you have a preference of, you know, because he changed it the second time. I, I only saw the first, I didn't get yeah. to see the second. Did you have a preference? You know, I, I, I think they were, you know, maybe, 
I would say maybe the second time out of the three. Yeah. It was my favorite just because I soaked it in. Like I was definitely in the moment for show number one, but I was also in a little bit of disbelief about how right. awesome it was. And you're just like, okay, you, you know, you're, you're trying to take it all in, but yeah. Um, I, I don't know, but like maybe the second time, just because you knew it was coming up. And I think, I'm not sure if it was by that time I had gotten the, you know, the CD of it. Um, yeah. So you kind of, kind of knew and it was just like oh you're just savoring everything um and then the third time was great too you know okay. like i mean i think you know because what because he added um you know a song from what letter to you and he changed it up a little bit yeah. um so oh and he did fire yeah that's yeah. right he did fire and, and and i had never seen him perform fire live so that was really cool um, you know, also depends on the company, you know, I went yeah. with three different people and, mm -hmm. um, you know, so that kind of sure. changes it, but I would say, I would say the second time that I saw okay. it was like, okay. Um, I was on cloud nine cause I had gotten his autograph, Yeah, you know? I bet. but I, but it was just like, okay. Um, so yeah, but did you, but um, uh, had, was that the first chance you'd had a, to meet him or yeah that was it i mean yeah like i've been i've been in the front row before you know at, at shows and stuff mm -hmm. and but that was the first time that it was like okay um you know and and really it wasn't much of an interaction you know he he gets out of the vehicle and he makes his way down the line but you know my friend and i had gotten there early enough that we were right up there and so it was just kind of again like take your breath away kind of moments or hold your breath. It's like, Oh my gosh, there he is. He's going to sign this. What do yeah. I do? What do I say? So when he gets to my album, I just, I'm like, all right, what do I do? So I just say, thank you for everything. Okay. And he just looked up at me and nodded his head. And, uh, you know, we made eye contact, which was great. And then he moved on to the, to the next person. So it was just a moment That's um, one that I'll, I'll never forget. Yeah. Um, so, but, but yeah, that was really cool. Um, I was lucky enough to get a, he, he did a book signing in Austin. Mm -hmm. And so I drove down, you know, stood in line and got my, you know, six seconds with him, you know, cause he didn't sign the books in front of you. They were already pre-signed, but he, you gotcha. got a photo with him. And awesome. so I, you know, so I, ha I have two, cause they're click, click. There's one of us looking out and the other one, me, you know, staring at him. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> you know, and so I got my little, you know, seven or eight seconds with him. So that was, That's that was awesome. cool. Yeah. That was very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. any other stories from shows you want to share anything else? Um, Oh, well, yeah. Like, I, I mean, you know, like every show is different. Um, right. And a lot of it, uh, a lot of it is just, you know, the performance of his performance, the stuff that he cranks yeah. out, you know, but also, you know, some of my favorite times are, um, you know, I've been to so shows going solo, you know, just went by myself. Yeah. There's a show in Fort Lauderdale in 2014. Um, you know, I just went by myself and I met new friends, you know, that, yeah. and we still keep in touch and they made, you know, we ended up, we were, you know, we were waiting in line to get our bracelets and, you know, we had floor seats waiting in line to get our bracelets. Hopefully yeah. we get in the lottery. So we get in the pit and we did, and we all did it together. And it was just those, those friends are, are just unbelievable. And it was a great, great show too. Um, he did, uh, he did hearts of stone. Linda, let me be the one in that one. He did a oh, wonderful nice. version. Oh gosh. Yeah. It was awesome. He did a great ver Oh, and my friend, one of my friends made a sign and he played it. It was, she requested boom, boom. And he, he, he played it and, uh, and he did a great version of save my love, which is a great song. Yeah. And, and uh, he was, he was rocking his guitar on our side of the stage too. So it was right there. Um, so that was awesome. Like, yeah, just he, you know, and he always brings it when he comes to Albany too. I've seen mm -hmm. him in Albany, I think three times and they're all really unique, great shows. And the crowd is awesome in Albany. Yeah. 
Um, like, so if, you know, if there's any Northeasterners, you know, Albany's easy to get to go to sure. a show in Albany because, uh, it's really, really good. And yeah, just a bunch of them. I mean, sure. And, what's, uh, yeah. What's, what's the furthest you've traveled to see him? So I saw him in Paris. Oh, in wow. Yeah. In Paris in 2013. And then I saw him in Glasgow, Scotland in 2016. Wow. Um, yeah. So the Paris show, I went by myself. I just went to Paris um, by myself and just for a little adventure. And the focal point was his show. And that was that was interesting because I wanted to experience a European show, you know, and I was down you know, in the pit for that one. And, you know, Europeans taking a show different than Americans, you know, they are part of it. You know, it was like, yeah. so I'm in the pit and where whatever side of the stage Bruce was, was on, that's the way we were going. Cause you were like pushed and everything. I mean, it was just all this exuberance and everybody's, you know, just, just on top of each other and stuff. And it was a lot of fun. And and I didn't know exactly how the wristband situation worked for, for Europe. And I sure. missed out on it, but I was, it, but I waited outside. It was in a soccer stadium, um, Stade au France. It's like the main soccer stadium in Paris, but I got there at like eight in the morning just because I didn't know what the protocol was to get a wristband. And I, and right. I guess they had given them out the night before. Okay. So, but I didn't know that. But anyway, so then after that, it's first come, first serve. So I was out in front of the stadium all day <laughs> with a bunch of, you know, people who spoke French and I didn't, but yeah. it was fun. But the cool thing was I was around for the sound check. I could hear the sound check. Oh, fun. And that was really neat. And then um, another cool part of it was, you know, they let the people in who were who were on the floor or on the field and Bruce came out early and did a preset of like three or four songs. And one of them was Burning Love by Elvis. And it was amazing. Nice. And, he did, and Lucille by B.B. Uh, well, King and um, This Hard Land. And oh, it was nice. just a preset. And it was super casual. It was just him and, and his guitar. And, and then uh, by the end of that night, I was exhausted. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> but How, like that was, that yeah. was cool. That How was, was really Glasgow? Cool. It was neat. It was neat. It was a different type of crowd. I mean, it was, it, you know, like it, it felt like it was another soccer stadium. I think uh, the people there were much more casual fans than okay. the passionate fans that were in Paris. It was definitely okay. different. Um, he did, I think he did the Born in the USA album there. Okay. Um, from what I remember. Um, but uh it was funny. Like I, I went with a friend and, and he and I get off the plane and the show was that night. So we get off the plane, we check in to, to our hotel. And then um, the stadium wasn't that far. So we walk to the stadium and just wait to try and get wristbands and everything. We end up in the pit, but it was like, you know, we had just flown from, I flew from Orlando to Toronto um, and then to Nova Scotia and then to Glasgow. Wow. And then, and, and then we go to our hotel. Then we walk to the soccer stadium and we're just outside for hours and hours, hoping to get wristbands. We do. And then we're right there. So that was a long day too, but it was a, it was a beautiful day. It was a beautiful day. Scotland's a wonderful country um, with wonderful people. And um, it was just, it was just a different vibe. Like I don't, they were much more casual than um so like I would say from what I remember from that show he didn't do super deep cuts from right it. It was still great but it but it was it wasn't super deep so when you know I had this similar experience when he played the NCAA festival you know when it was yes. here at jerry world yes and they broadcast live right so yes um so i was at that show and awesome. um and the dallas morning news writer the the music critic at the time said that um because they expected a lot bigger crowds and it rained and it was cold so they didn't have that big of a crowd um but there were a lot of casual fans it's the only time well, twice. I've heard um, 
glory days twice. Um, once was at this and I, I felt like he specifically was like, I know a lot of people are just casual fans, so I'm not going to go a lot of deep cuts. Yeah. Um, and then the other time was when Bon Jovi was playing in Dallas the next night and Bon Jovi joined him on stage and they did glory days together. So, you know, so that was, so I did feel like that, Hey, I'm gonna, I kind of know my audience, so I'm going to do this, you know, have a little bit of fun with it. So yeah, 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 that's, that's how I felt about, about Mm -hmm. the Glasgow show, but, but it was cool to be there. Oh, I bet. And the country was great. So you got to see him do jump live. I did. I, I, and and it was so funny, Jamie, because I'm, you know, I'm sitting there, and there, um, you know, I'm, it's in a field and I, I, deci- I decided I'm not a pit person. I don't like the crowdedness. Oh, yeah, and I don't so, blame you. Don't yeah. ever, don't like, like it was claustrophobic yeah. in a soccer stadium in Paris. Oh, I bet. So, yeah. so what I ended up doing is going and I got, um, you know, kind of near the sound booth where I could lean against you know a bar you know kind of a, this <laughs> gate so anyway um so when he comes out and you're it's the sweet georgia brown and you know mm-hmm. and him and Niels do the jump and they you know the jump ball with kevin being the referee and then they start jump i i grabbed my phone and on twitter i said okay who had jump <laughs> on their bracket you know and i got tons of people like Bruce busting rack brackets, you know, oh, you know, in this thing. Yeah. But it was, yeah, I I would, I mean, you I noticed you have a picture of a horse race behind you, uh, of a horse. And yeah, so, and then underneath is my Springsteen on yes. Broadway poster. So yeah. you you thought that the Kentucky Derby, as we record this, was a long <laughs> shot. Bruce playing a Van Halen song was <laughs> on no one's card. <laughs> Well, that was awesome. And, you know, Morello, Tom Morello was with him for that. Yes, one, he right? was. Yes. Yeah. And like, I loved his influence in yes. 2014, how yes. they did all those different covers. Yes. You know, well, I mean, I loved it. And I loved watching. I know, you know, because, you know, just like there's there's whiny sports fans, there's whiny Springsteen fans I'm like, oh, we don't need Tom Morello. Niels can play anything we need or something. I just looked at Morella and the joy on his face. Like, oh yeah, I can't believe I'm doing this. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, and and the thing is, it's like it's just kind of like a once in a once in a blue moon kind of thing, you know? Like yeah. The the tour, it's like wow, we Tom Morello is an incredible guitarist, and he just makes it sound a little bit different you know like it's just a variation on some great music and then and then yeah it allows the e street band to do different things just like you know in 2012 when they had the big horn section yes you know like and and the percussion you know like when when everett bradley and and the backups and you know the more backup singers like it's just i i loved it i love it when he would do things differently too you know jamie that when I first started, I've been doing the podcast about five, six years. And back then when I, one of the questions I would ask is, you know, would you, do you rather the core E Street band or the E Street Orchestra, right? Because you had the backup, Mm because it was right after you'd lost Clarence. So you had the backup singers, you had the horns and, um, and, you know, I said, if I had my choice, I'd take the orchestra because I just loved all the different things they could do. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with just the E Street Band, which is still 10 people, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I've never really even thought about it. I always just kind of like kind of took it in. as, yeah. All right. This is what he's doing for this tour. And it's going to yeah. be awesome. But but yeah, like, I mean, I think back to. 2012 with yeah. with the orchestra and how that much wrecking ball fun. tour yeah oh yeah oh yeah like i remember um it was awesome uh it was uh the first show that i saw on that tour was in tampa yeah and they did does this bus stop at 82nd street and right. i just remember the basically the 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 bongo break from Everett Bradley. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is amazing. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just so unique and it, and it's, it's happening, you know, 
it doesn't happen all the time. So, I mean, I take, I take either. I mean, I, I love yeah. the E street band, Sure, I, you know, I, just whatever he wants to do is fine with me because I know it's going to be awesome. Right there with you. Yeah. What I did think was interesting, and I'd love your thoughts on this, is, you know, I, I bought the uh, No Nukes, right? So I'm putting in the okay. DVD to watch the film, and I'm like, wow, there's not that many people on stage. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that was my first thought, right? Because yeah. there's no Patty, there's no Neils, you know, it's just yeah. like, oh, like, wow. It's, it's like, what, five or six people? Yes, versus, yeah. you know, now then, with you know Susie and you know and everything yeah this little yeah. meals that's great <laughs> so, funny. so what were your thoughts you mentioned your parents love Glenn Campbell uh what were one of your fans what were your thoughts on Western Stars and Letters to You loved it I, I yeah I I love both of them um yeah I love Western stars start to finish and I, I love the film that went with it. It was so oh, touching. It was. It, yeah. And it, it's, it's so different, but God, I mean, just, you know, like it's interesting. It's, um, you know, just, just how he writes about time, time of life, you know, how yeah. he equates it with time of life. And I, I just love the sound of Western stars. It's mellow it's melancholy, yeah. but it ends, you know, with a happy song and rhinestone cowboy. And yeah. it's just, um, no, I, I love Western stars. I, I moonlight motel is beautiful. Um, and then letter to you is special. It, yeah. it really is special just because it's about, you know, how things, you know, life and, and well, how it comes to an end. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and how, how, how you lose people and how difficult it is, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, I, to me, it's nourishing. Like I lost my parents both in 2014. Um, so like that album, a, it was, it was great just to hear a new Springsteen album when it came mm -hmm. out sure. uh, apart from Western stars that sounded, yeah. that sounded more Springsteen right. and he had exactly. a history band with him. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, 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 it's just, it's just special, you know, from, yeah, just, I, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but, um, but yeah, I'll see you in my dreams is it, you know, I, I love that song. It's very touching. Yeah. I think of my parents all the time, whenever I hear it. You um, know, when I, I had often, I've often said that uh, land of hope and dreams is land of hope and dreams and better days are two of my favorite songs. And yeah. I, I, I've read, land of hope and dreams multiple at, at different funerals when i've had to, i've had to bury a friend i when i buried my um my father i quoted land of hope and dreams and i used to say and i hope years from now that my son will quote land of hope and dreams at my funeral though you know i'll see you in my dreams may change that because yeah. the song is so um i had someone right after that came out um uh carissa is from the uk um she is um muslim and she does a podcast all about grief and as mm -hmm. she said that um in her words you know with brown people versus you know um his you know whites anglo to the different mm -hmm. mornings and the different uh things and so her, 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 it's a bereavement podcast. And she, and I said, right. you should really check letter to you out. And she read it. She listened to it and she immediately shot me an email and said, oh my God, this is all about grief. Can mm -hmm. I come back on the podcast and just talk about this album? <laughs> like, sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it is, but it's still a joyous album. And, it you is. know, um, you know, I'm in Texas, so, um, we'll go just for a minute about political for just a minute. You know, there, there are, there is a lot of the people in Texas do not align with me politically. I'm typical, as I told someone else, I'm a blueberry in a strawberry patch. Right. <laughs> so, um, and it will always be special to me because, you know, 
I used to joke if we got a new president and a new Springsteen album in the fall of, you know, 2020, maybe <laughs> things would not be, this would not be the worst year ever. So, uh, yeah, so it, it had, yes. it, it, it means a lot to me too. It, it yeah. still means a lot to me. Yeah. Yeah. Me, me too. I, I, and that's why I can't wait for him to go on tour so oh. we can listen to that. And you know, I love the new songs that are on there, but then I love the fact that he went back sure. and dusted off some of, I love the song, Janie Needs a Shooter. Yeah. I, you know, since, um, you know, I've been hearing it on, um, uh, on XM, Sirius yeah. XM, you know, like that version from 1970, whatever, yeah. I think 73. And now it's on an yeah. album and it's like, oh my gosh, if he plays this in concert, yeah. And then if I was the priest. So if, if I was the priest is, you know, mine, though, I, I do have to tell um, a story. Um, I, I had, there is a, there is a guy here in Dallas named Norm Hitzkus, who's been a sports um, talk show host for years. And um, he tells the story. And I remember this when I'm interviewing someone. He said, if you ask Nolan Ryan about his no hitters, you will get very rote, no energy, polite answers. Ask him about the couple of home runs he hit. His <laughs> eyes will light up and he will, you know, he will come alive. So I always think about what would you talk to people? And um, if I had a few minutes with Tom Morella, I would tell him, that for all the joy you brought me, Tom, you brought one of my biggest live music disappointments. Um, they were in Houston for that High Hopes tour. And on the set list was um, This Is Your Sword. That was they were mm -hmm. going to open with, which is a song I love. Yeah, I'm chasing. And right when they walk out, Morella says, hey, we're in Houston. We should open with Seeds. <laughs> they scratched through the song now the last time he was in houston he opened with seeds mm -hmm. so i was like no 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 i've no, already no, no, gotten no. that check pick i know yeah. i got this <laughs> so i would love to tell tom that story and i know he'd look at me get out of here kid. Like, what houston. Are you exactly oh that no i'm so sorry that you didn't i know what a bummer yeah. what a bummer you know yeah. it is funny it's like yeah, you, you get the you hear the set list, and then if there was something on that list that subbed out, it's like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, are there songs you're chasing besides Western Stars and you know, uh, Letter to You songs? Yeah, um, for sure. Like, uh, uh, I love I love the song Soul Driver. Oh yeah, love it. I love it. Um, and I've seen on YouTube, you know, where where he just bare bones it. You know, I think it's just his vocal. Yeah. And it's amazing. So I'd love to see that. Um, another one is an outtake from the Born in the USA, Janie, Don't You Lose Heart. I've yeah. always loved that song. I love how it's so nice and light. Um, I've never seen him play One Step Up, which is one of my favorites from Tunnel of Love. Now, on the plus side, that night in Houston, that was a sign request. Uh -huh. And they did a version. If you go Houston, Texas, 2014, okay. he did a sign request of One Step Up, which That's was awesome. amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, so he gives and he takes, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. I mean, I've seen a lot of stuff. I'd love to see some of his stuff from The Promise. You know, there's yeah. some, some uh, you know, upbeat stuff, um, yeah. you know, from The Promise, um, like uh ain't good enough for you oh that i song, love that that's one of my yeah. favorites and this one might be too mellow but the uh you know the hidden track the way oh yeah uh, but it might be a little too mellow for one of his shows but then there's stuff from tracks like don't look back i i'd yeah. love to see that lonely night in the park oh love yeah to, love to see that and one sign request that i did there was that Fort Lauderdale show where he took my friend's sign, boom, boom, and didn't take yeah. mine, Blood Brothers. Ah. I haven't seen him do Blood Brothers live. I'd love to see, Good. I'd love to see that one. Good. So, so um, what's next for you career-wise? What, you, what do you want to do next? What, do, what are you hoping for now that things are slightly getting back to normal in the sports world? Yeah, I, you know, I just, I love Orlando. I love, I love my job. I love, 
doing what I'm doing. Um, and I love Orlando because um, it's got a, it's, it's not, it's not like Dallas, you know, where, which is an incredible sports city, but it's got a good variety of things. Um, you know, we've got the magic, we've got a major league soccer team, we've got a PGA tour event, we've got NASCAR races over at Daytona, which aren't Daytona is like a, an hour from Orlando. So we cover all their races. So there's a lot of stuff going on. You know, UCF is going into the big 12. That'll be fun. So basically my career goal for that is just to get better at my job. Um, but also like, I I've done some radio play-by-play and a little bit of television play-by-play for football. If any more opportunities come up, I jump on that. Like I, like that would be uh, something, you know, I'd love to do some more play-by-play, but, but I'm really happy in Orlando. And one of the reasons is like the atmosphere at my workplace is amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. You don't always get that. So, so that's, that's huge. Is there something you haven't got to cover you want to cover? Um, you know, like uh, the Olympics are always on a bucket list, sure. um, depending on where they are now, right you know, now, like before, when I was in my twenties, I'd be like, I'll go anywhere. Day where it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now it's like, eh, I don't know. Um, yeah. but, but I've covered some super bowls. I've covered NCAA tournaments. Um, Florida is not quite a baseball state. So right. like, even though Tampa was in the world series, it was during the pandemic. So you know, we didn't, we didn't cover it in person. Yeah. Um, so, um, I did not, I've covered a national championship before between Alabama and Clemson when it was in Tampa. I would love, I wasn't the sports director at the time when Florida state made the national championship. So I didn't mm-hmm. go. I'd love for a Florida team to make that game and, yeah. and cover that. But, um, yeah, like I, w- I would say, you know, the Olympics would be something, but yeah, I, you know, I, yeah, UCF mm-hmm. football making a national championship it would blow everybody's mind. It's yeah, not going to happen anytime soon. But yeah, oh. no, I, I just, yeah, I, I really like it down here. I, I really, Good. or and and I, I like the vibe in Orlando. It's a, it's a young city. It's a progressive city in the state of Florida. Yeah, put it that way. Yeah, so. that's. That's what I said. Trying to stay away from politics a yeah. little bit, but yes, it yeah. is. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, there are there are blueberries scattered in the <laughs> strawberry field. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there anything I should have asked you, Jamie, that I haven't? I don't think so. I think okay. we covered a lot. Okay, I thought that's that good. was really good. <laughs> oh, good, good. I hope you had fun. All I right. did. I had a great time. So I hope if you are a regular uh watcher of the wkmg you've joined this podcast and listened i think jamie made you guys proud i end every podcast with the mary question so jay armstrong who is a recently retired um english teacher in the philadelphia area speaking of a uh, eagles fan um he would take his honors english class and they would spend two days breaking apart thunder road they would look at all the lyrics they would talk about the themes that bruce is exploring they would compare it to robert frost and other american poets and at the end of the two days he asked the question does mary get in the car so jamie say (laughs) that is your question does mary get in the car at the end of thunder road i love it i am going to say yes she does yes she gets in the car and there's a couple reasons why i think that because and, and it's from the opening lines of the song like a vision she dances across the porch as the radio plays well to me dancing is kind of an expression of freedom so i think she's got that vibe she's no wallflower she's no homebody she's going to take that chance um and that's why i think she gets in the car and i think you know thunder road is one of bruce's more romantic and hopeful songs. And I, I think, I think the hero gets the girl in that song. I, love I think it. that's the intention. Yes. Good. <laughs> so, um, I, one of the things you, cause you mentioned it and someone was telling me about this, uh, when he was doing the answer and he says, you know, in racing in the street, when she talks about, she sits on her daddy's porch, he says, 
Don't you think that's the same porch he's dancing across? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yes. I said, absolutely, she is. This is great. Great answer. I appreciate it. Um, by the way, someone else suggested that uh, you mentioned Moonlight Motel. Um, he said that Moonlight Motel is the end of the story, that they get in the car, they drive to California, and now then he is mourning. Mary's passing and that's what Moonlight Motel is about so I love it I, if that's uh -huh. not the right answer I want it to be uh <laughs> Jamie if someone wants to reach you what's the best way uh best way probably on on social media on Twitter okay. it's just at Jamie say J-A-M-I-E-S-E-H that's a good way okay. um you know, I've got a Facebook page with News 6, but I can't remember the address offhand. I'll find it and <laughs> so, I'll add it on the show notes. Yeah, Jamie Say News 6 yeah, is any, a Facebook page. Any final thoughts? No, I just had a blast. You know, I really, it's been great talking with you, a fellow Springsteen fan. Um, you know, like that's the, that's the cool thing. You know, I think Springsteen is wonderful and the community of fans is great too, you know, like we really are all, we really are alike, you know, people are all different, but you know, this, he brings us together and I love it. So, you know, I, I really do. And, um, I get asked every once in a while, you know, Jesse, do you get tired of doing the podcast? And I go, well, you know, sometimes I I'm tired. I've had a bad day at work or it's a yeah. long day. I said, but the moment that connection happens and I see the other fan and within 30 seconds of talking, it's just, it all passes away. And it's just, I'm just yeah. visiting with a new friend. Absolutely. You know? A new friend that feels like an old friend. Because, yeah, it does. You know, because we've got this, this same experience. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. Absolutely. It's awesome. All Thank right. Thank you so much for having well, me. Well, you are so welcome. And I appreciate it. You're welcome anytime. Hey, you know, we'll, we'll, maybe if, uh, Maybe if a Florida team is playing a Texas team for a national championship, we'll, we'll talk. Yeah, I don't think that's you know going to happen anytime soon. You know what? Like, uh, and you know, Springsteen goes on tour. Maybe I hit Dallas for one. Oh, so I'd love that. That would, that would be, cool. be awesome. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> listeners, you be safe, go get vaccinated, go get boosted. Let's all be kind to each other because that's how we're going to get through this. Jamie, thank you. Listeners. Thank you. We will talk to you soon. Goodbye. I want and need your feedback. You can reach me multiple ways that tell me what you like or don't like about the show. You can reach out to give me guest suggestions or maybe to join me on the podcast yourself. We're on Twitter at SetLustingBruce or at DFW. I have an Instagram SetLustingBruce or DFW. Our Facebook page, facebook.com slash setlustingbruce. Go to patreon.com slash setlustingbruce to find out how you can support the show. And we have several tiers of support. Please go to your favorite podcast player and hit subscribe. And tell a friend about the podcast because that is the way we're going to grow. If you're not tired of hearing me speak, you can hear me on Next Stop Everywhere, the Doctor Who podcast, where Charles Skaggs and I talk all things Doctor Who, the How Many podcast, where me and my friends Gary, Scott, Bob, and Jr. talk pop culture, and finally, my newest podcast, The Last Best Hope for Conversation, a Babylon 5 podcast, where Karen, Lou, and I are going through the TV show Babylon 5 one episode at a time. I am always looking for guests, so please reach out to me, setlustingbruce at gmail.com. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only. Said listening Bruce. The theme for Set Lessing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission.
and we're out. Great job. That was awesome, Jesse. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. Well, I am so glad really you was. did. I appreciate it. Um, this will come out probably in about a month. I've tried okay, to cool. book things in ahead, but I'll let you know oh, awesome. in plenty of time. Nice. So, well, I hope uh, in a month's time, the Mavericks are still playing basketball. I can't believe they're tied. And tied. <laughs> you know, that's what the sports station was saying. We're two games away from a, yeah. a championship. And I don't think they're going to beat them. I don't think they'll beat Phoenix, but they sure looked good the past two games. Yeah. You never know. You know, you like, never it's know. been kind of, it's been kind of weird. And you know what? The Hawks made it all the way, yeah. you know, to the Eastern conference finals last year. So you never know. Yeah. You never know. Exactly. <laughs> but I'll, right. root, I'll root for the Mavs. Thank on. you. I appreciate it. Thank no you. Problem. Talk to you Thanks, soon. Bye-bye. Bye. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.